Hello and welcome to our Women on a Mission podcast, the online destination for women and men who want to create a life that they truly love, one without limits, one with more balance, more self-belief and endless possibilities for the future. I'm your host, Deborah Craig. I'm an intuitive life mentor and hypnotherapist. And every week I'll bring you guest experts, individuals with lived experience, and of course, I'll share client case studies so that you can experience some of the best ideas and solutions to help you solve real life problems so that you can live a happy and healthy life and of course become the best version of yourself every single day. You see, I've found that to reach your full potential in our careers, relationships, our health goals and in life, we must take a look at what's going on on the inside of ourselves as this is where the change really starts. I hope you enjoy the podcast and remember, leave feedback and comments so that I can continue to bring you content and guests that truly help you become the best version of yourself so that you can live a life that you love. Enjoy the show. Hi, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are tuning in to listen to this week's episode of my podcast. I am really excited to be talking about a subject that's actually very close to my own heart, something that was a real um, game changer in my own life. And I have brought on an amazing guest for you today to hear her own experiences and those of her client base, who she works with, who she helps transform their lives through habit changes. So I have today on with us the amazing Kat Thorne. And if Kat, if you would like to come on. Hi, welcome Kat. Good to see you, Deborah. How are you today? I'm very good. And it is always lovely to see you. For those listening, you can't see, but I can because I'm looking at her in the camera. <laughs> She's one very smiley girl, a woman after my <laughs> own heart. Um, so thank you so much for joining today. I am very grateful that you've taken the time out to do that, your busy schedule. Um, and the topic of habits in general is something that as I said to the audience there's very close to my own heart because I found through a lot of my own changes in life my experiences were different and that's why I wanted to bring you on as an expert in this field uh, you are I'll give you a mini introduction and then I'll put it over to you to to uh, tell us a bit more but Kat is an, an international speaker she is a positive habits teacher and most importantly, she is the founder of her own company, The Morning Game Changer. I mean, a perfect name of ever of her, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, so Kat predominantly works with uh, corporate organisations and their employees, um, helping them adopt new healthy habits and ways of being in life so that they can have better well-being, better experiences in life, and just generally, overall, life is looking and feeling a lot better. So without further ado, Kat, that's enough rambling from me. Over to you. Just please you would give us a little bit of your background and a little bit about what was it that got you into this uh, positive habits uh, mindset. Oh, thank you for that lovely introduction. And it's great to be on, on here with you today. So um, 
Yeah, so I've been running the company for about a year, but if I just go back a little bit and, and maybe explain, I think, where um, a lot of this comes from. So I often tell um, teams and employees when I'm working with them that I think it all starts when we're children and I show in my sessions this photo, this lovely photograph I've got of me and my parents and my, and my brother and my sister when, when we were all very young and sometimes ask people to guess which one they think I am in the picture. Um, and I think when we're children, we have these very specific routines and habits in the morning. If you cast your mind back to when you're a child, in whatever household you were raised in, it's very likely that those steps were very similar. So you'd wake up or be woken up, um, brush your teeth, get dressed, have your breakfast and, and be to school. And for most children growing up, that's pretty universal. And what's interesting is those patterns, those habits carry on when we become adults, whether we're studying or working. And I think it was my own um, sort of life breakdown in 2016 when I really realized that over many years I had accumulated um, a lot of unhealthy habits. And, and we know that habits compound both in a good way, but also in a not good way, depending on what they are. So if you think about running, for example, it's a really good example. Um, if you've never run before, you might find it hard to run from where you live to the end of the street. But actually, if you do that every day, you can go further and further and further until you run your first 5K, 10K, half marathon, then you're running the New York Marathon and so on. And for me, it's the same with habits. So we don't notice the tiny choices that we make each day. We don't necessarily, you know, if you go to the gym, you're not necessarily going to come back and suddenly be uh, half a pound or a pound lighter as, mu as much as you might want to be. But if you keep going and you eat healthy over time, you will start to see and feel a difference. So what I my own experience was that I was also kind of had this belief that the more hours I worked, the harder I worked, the longer I worked, the more successful and the happier I would be. And it's it took, you know, destroying every single part of my life to realize that that's actually not a recipe for happiness and for success. In fact, it's the polar opposite. And I think it's still a belief that's very much out there and one that we need to challenge. Um, and so what I, the work I do now is, is especially focused around the morning, but um, also obviously what habits people have all through the day and in the evening. But in particular, the morning, because I think what we do in the morning is we wake up and we go straight into this work mode. We go straight into the day and we're not mentally or physically prepared. And there's so many things going on around us, both in our personal lives, our work lives, externally, in the economy, wars, you know, and all, all of these other terrible things. And all of that is taking up space in our brains. And even though, you know, a, a major thing might not happen in one day or one week, but over time, those habits, especially those ones between when you open your eyes and you start your day, whether it's working or looking after children or whatever you're doing, that 
is what we've started to coin the yellow box. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what is in your yellow box? And are those things powering you up for the day? Are they energizing you? Are they fueling you? Are they giving you that resilience to better perform that day and be a better person, be a better employee? Or are they actually doing the opposite? Are they actually stealing time, stealing energy, stealing motivation? Um, so that's a little bit of an introduction to, to what I do. That was fantastic. And, and for those that are just listening, you can't see my head is nodding the whole time, that there's nothing worse <laughs> than the interrupting you every 10 seconds. <clears throat> so that that really resonates so deeply with me in many, many ways, not just on a personal level, but also with the clients that I work with. So I'm just, as you were talking there, um, I was thinking about, you were saying about the, as a child, you know, what habits And I guess this is a little bit of vulnerability here on my part, because I'm I'm going to share something that I've identified um, only through the awareness of moving into creating healthier habits for myself. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the time is we we just don't know because it's so ingrained what we've always done. So we don't know it can be different. And even though we might realize that the habits are unhealthy or really unhelpful, it's sometimes by the time that you've done them for so long, from childhood all the way, and my side here in my 40s, um, sometimes it's going to be a little bit like shifting the Titanic, you know, to, to, to shift the habit. But the one thing that I notice now is I've got older and I've got, so I've now got nieces. And it's something that I can see and I'm watching the pattern and it's with sugar. Mm. And it's it's when eating when it's okay to have sweet treats and nobody's saying you can't have them we know that and kids love sweets and we did and they do and that's absolutely fine but I'm watching more about the pattern and how easy it is that they follow adults so they they don't know anything when they're born they they are the subject of everything that we influence with them everything they hear everything they see so we have the power within us to make the adjustments, but what's really crucial is it starts with ourselves. So unless we are going to actually make the change, then how can we expect them to be any different? Now, just because they may be like sweets or whatever, or, or they're eating them at various times, I think the key thing here is, is that when you recognize what's happening, you, you piece piece it back together, you think, right, what was that like when I was young? What are they witnessing now? That's that's probably what's going to happen for them. So I guess it's sometimes we don't know. And I hope any listeners out there, it doesn't need to be sugar with kids. That's just an example. And Kat, I'm sure you'll be sharing more examples that people might be able to connect with. But the purpose of me sharing it is that you might out there hear this and think, yeah, do you know what? That that was me. That that mm. was me as a kid. And now my kids are doing the same thing so unless I'm going to set the example with the habits then how are we ever going to make the change now I know this is chat is probably quite exclusive to habits in general and we're going to focus a lot on the morning habits but I just wanted to share that as a personal one um, and my own awareness so I would love for you to share with the audience for example when people are not 
carrying out a sort of good habits morning routine, what do you see is different about their life, their experiences, how their day goes in comparison to those that do have a morning routine? Maybe you could give me an example on both Mm. sides or even of someone that's went from one side to the other. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think the thing about morning routines is that we've all got one. It's just whether yours is more autopilot or intentional. That was, I think, one of the first things I learned. And I think it's, I think people, so what I can think of one employee in particular who I've worked with recently called Caroline. And I think when Caroline first um, joined the session, she was feeling overwhelmed Um, out of control and quite stressed and Tony Robbins talks about how actually there's one factor in our sort of life satisfaction and overall happiness that isn't really talked about which is how in control we feel in our lives and I think due to lots of factors we often feel as as humans that there's not enough time for things you're always chasing your tail And it's a really hard pill to swallow to look inside yourself and raise your own self-awareness and realize that there's a lot of this that we can control. And actually, even in my own personal case, I was the creator of the habits. I mean, I didn't, I had, don't get me wrong, I had um, an ambitious boss But she wasn't standing over me in the mornings, you know, at 6am saying you need to check your emails, you need to be responding to project notifications and things. I was doing Mm -hmm. that. So it's, I find that the the way that, especially the first part of our program, which is a 90 minute high energy interactive, it's essentially a self-awareness session. And what we find is that often employees will come to the session feeling quite skeptical sometimes quite unsure um possibly thinking it's going to be all about how to automate um emails at work and things like that or how to reduce meetings and actually um quite pleasantly surprised and energized throughout and afterwards because it's actually a something they can control and b it's something really enjoyable because our morning routines should be something we look forward to they shouldn't be grueling and 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 I think one of the misconceptions about morning routines and this was definitely the case with Caroline is she said but I don't have time and what was interesting about her was that she was actually scrolling for one hour every single morning now that's extreme I meet a lot of I work with a lot of teams and a lot of organizations on a daily basis don't often see such a high volume of scrolling But um, I think, you know, there's a stat that more than 80% of people uh, within 15 minutes of opening their their eyes are already in their phones, not just turning off their alarm, but actually scrolling, sending emails, sending Mm -hmm. messages and and, and working their brain, whatever that looks like. So when with Caroline, when she said she didn't have time, we actually looked at what her you know, what her sort of wake up time looked like, what things she had to do. And we created a very simple routine for her that didn't take her longer than 30 minutes. And we built up to that. But I think a lot of people think, especially I find parents will will quite quickly dismiss this idea because they are so used to 
chaotic mornings and mornings that start with snoozing and um, a lot of noise, whatever that looks like in the household. And like I said, I think I think it's it's hard to admit because we want to blame other people, don't we? And, and I even had the same experience myself. I wanted to blame my what my company, you know, people around me um, for, for what for what I essentially did to myself. So a big part of what we do in our programs is is get people focused on there's a whole bunch of things you can't control and they're in this bucket and but there's loads that you can control and when James Clear says from Atomic Habits he says your life is essentially the sum of your habits Mm -hmm. it's just it really when you read that a couple of times and you actually think about it you realize he's right it's it's sometimes it seems a bit hard to get your head around at first but actually when you when you take a couple of examples you can and you track it to your habits you can see mm-hmm. um but like i said how how as do we help each other to take personal responsibility because we we get this life don't we and i don't know if sure. you've lost people during your your um life but i lost my mum when i was very young so that was a really big le- lesson at the age of 4 that life is so precious and so now I look at life and think I get to do exercise. I get to go to work. I yeah. get to do these things rather than I have to. And it's, I, I think one of the things I'm trying to do, I feel like I'm on a mission to try to help people develop habits, healthy habits before they get to those explosion points, Yeah. whether it's burnout or illness or divorce or infidelity or, you know, one of those really awful things that happens to people that just shatters their life. I was wondering as well, like, just as you were talking there, it just popped into my head. So a lot of the work that I do for my audience will know, like I work uh, with the subconscious mind and core beliefs, you know, their limiting beliefs particularly, um, to help people break out of that, live with less limits to, to what they can have and achieve. And it was interesting because you were saying there that um, some people, <clears throat> they'll say that I can't do that you know, I don't have time, I'm not a morning person, I'm not someone that's got that's, that's, that's got the capacity to do that. And when I hear things like that, my first thought is, and although I might not share it with a client straight away until they're into the, the throes of everything, is that's an innate belief that you have because that's probably how it's always been or been for quite a considerable yeah. period of time. So if you have lived fairly chaotically for a period of time, then someone suggesting that you can take back control. Most yeah. people don't want to do that. And, and it's it's not a criticism in any way. Absolutely. Because it's very difficult to have the courage and the vulnerability, which according to Brenny Brown, we know is the same thing. Um, <laughs> you know, to, to be vulnerable and be courageous to look inward, to ask ourselves, just like say that girl is an example, a really good example uh, about the phone, the scrolling, which is why, and here's your tip for the day, people that are listening. Um, I always say to my clients when we've been working together and all sorts of different things, stop taking your phone into the bedroom, get an alarm clock, because that's how I changed it for myself. I got yeah. Santa to bring me one um, and um, it, it just was a game changer so that I wasn't going on the phone straight away in the morning or during the night or whatever. So 
Um, but people have this belief and it's, it's like set in their, their core. It's not possible. I can't. How do you how do you face into that or how, how do you help people overcome that initial challenge? Well, because I, so a few years ago, it was a, it was a happy accident. Um, my partner started waking me up at 5am and after sort of three days of this, I was, you know, as you can imagine, not very happy about it, considering I used to be someone who would wake up 15 minutes before they had to be somewhere and snooze a zillion times. But I, at the same time, I think I was reading The Miracle Morning and a, and a bunch of other sort of mindset books. And I re- I thought to myself, rather than just using these extra hours to work, what if I use this time to actually get, you know, be a better leader? Because I'd just taken on a big CEO role at the time and I had major imposter syndrome and I had about six months to turn this organization around and all those thoughts running through my head. So I started, you know, one habit at a time with exercise and journaling. And and then I realized that I needed those habits in order to, to perform better. I could see a massive difference between the days when I skipped it and the days when I did it. And so that then, so then this became a thing. And so for several years now, I've been getting up every day at five. Um, so sometimes people meet me and they think that's what I do. I teach people how to wake up at five, but actually it's not. Um, and I definitely don't recommend for people to wake up at five. It's something that fits for me. It's not for everyone. But what I do say is I don't want you to change what time you wake up. I just want you to think about what's in the yellow box between when you wake up and when you go to, to work, whatever that looks like. Um, and I also um, really encourage people to think about so in, in the sessions, we sort of talk, we talk about what the mornings look like and people list, you know, a lot of the usual things. And it's, it's so fascinating to see how easy it actually is to slot in a 10 minute YouTube video that you could do in your living room just to get your body moving yeah. or, you know, reading five pages of a book or listening to one episode of a podcast. And I think it's like you said earlier, it's for a lot of people, they've never actually entertained the idea. And I think sometimes it's the brain's safety mechanism that goes, mm-hmm. no, this feels uncomfortable. I'm not even going to entertain it. So what, and this is also my, my big tip is just start small because it's a bit like new year's resolutions. You know, people might be listening to this thinking, oh, I should definitely do a morning routine and start waking up really early and and doing all these big things. And inevitably, it's not sustainable. So just starting up with starting with something really small, for example, just going to bed and waking up at the same time is such a brilliant habit, but one that's really overlooked. And I think that's part of the challenge with the work that both of us are doing, that people are looking for silver bullets. They're looking for shiny app tech solutions. And actually some of this information seems so logical and so simple, and it is, but yet we find it quite difficult to practice. I think just anything you just said about talking about the brain and anything that feels alien are uncomfortable we tend to want to move away from it even though we the likelihood is it's going to be good for us but actually sometimes I think it's it's people's perception 
you know, if I have to incorporate, so there was the have word. So if I've got to incorporate these three things to improve my life, then how am I going to do that on top of everything else? But yeah. what they what they aren't ex- thinking about or haven't had the opportunity to experience is how the things after these three things will actually be experienced significantly differently to what yeah. they're experienced before. So as an example, I have a, have a client of mine who um, she has children, very busy, single parent, go, go, go all the time. But it's really interesting because when she shares about when she gets up and she wakes up early and sometimes she's tired, she goes back to sleep and she says she's grumpy with the kids and then it's a hassle and everybody's kind of moody with one another. And then when she embraces her habits and the main thing for her is she loves to exercise, when she actually just makes that effort and does that 20 minutes, she's, she reported back in to me about just how significantly different the morning actually went she's like yeah. you know the the kids are up and we were all chatty and she because I've taken care of myself first I have prioritized my own needs in a way that then helps me be the best version of me for my children and then for the rest of the day that I've got ahead for me yeah and I think that's really significant and that applies whether it's for your children or for your employer or or colleagues Mm -hmm. for me it's the same thing that's and it's just yeah I I think this this is this is the key message at the heart of all of this that we have to switch this belief or at least challenge the belief that there's some kind of selfishness in there when actually all it is doing is making you better at whatever role, and in many cases, multiple roles. So Mm -hmm. some of my um, clients and employees have reported back improvements in their relationships. Well, I'm not selling, you know, relationship habits or anything like that, but because people are more self-aware, they're more in tune with what's going on in their life, and they're making small positive daily changes, it has a ripple effect. Um, in 100%. fact, one of my clients um, overseas, he said that um, that even his dogs were happier, even his children were going to bed earlier because he they used to stay up later because he stayed up later. Um, it's like, and it's one like, it's of, like the sugar thing there, doesn't it? It's yeah, like yeah, habits. yeah, for sure. And I think one of the most heartwarming uh, feedback stories I had was. Um, from a Dutch employee and when we asked so we always set a 21 day challenge after the initial session because we find that a lot of employees um, are ready to take action they're kind of inspired they've they've you know we've raised their awareness and now they go they're really but they're like right that's it I'm definitely going to start doing x y and z so we set them a 21 day challenge where they identify just one habit that they're going to do for the next 21 days what the rules are what the reward is and really write down the why, because that's a big key part of, of actually keeping a habit going is focusing on why, especially on the days you don't want to do it. Anyway, we said to him, what, what's yours? And he said, I want to go to bed earlier, um, which always makes me laugh because I always say to people, nothing fun happens after 9.30 mm-hmm. and I always get loads of giggles. But in reality, I think many people stay up late doing nothing that actually fuels them then it kind of leads into the next day it has this ripple effect they're tired they find it hard to get going in the morning and then it has a massive impact on that whole day 
anyway, so we said, Tim, why do you want to go to bed early? And he said, because I want more energy. And we said, well, that's a good reason. And then we kind of went one step further and he said, well, what do you want the energy for? And he said, so I can actually have energy to play with my kids when I get home from work. And so when you actually ask yourself, the habit isn't going to bed earlier. It's not, you know, the real reason what's at the heart of this is he's actually got kids and he's probably feeling a bit guilty about the fact mm-hmm. that he doesn't have the energy to play with them. And I think this is one of the things that's good to remind ourselves that are we giving the worst of ourselves to the people we love the most? And I really believe that healthy habits can change that. Uh, that is just so profound. And I just absolutely love what you've said there because you talked about the ripple effect it's something that I say all the time when you work on yourself when you prioritize time and energy into looking after yourself in whatever capacity that is you will be happier on the inside and then you will project that outwards and your experiences your relationships your opportunities your whole view and perception of the world will change I have been doing a a fairly strict um now medical morning you want to call or just morning routine and when I say strict I just mean it covers a certain amount of things in a 30 minute period but I've been doing that pretty religiously now for over a year and before that I had varying points where I dipped in and out and I couldn't get my rhythm but here's the tip another tip for anyone (laughs) listening it's not going to be perfect and, and don't even aim for perfect. Aim for consistency as often yeah. as you can. And, you know, I never was a green juice drinker. I mean, even the thought of a green juice, <laughs> absolutely not. And now before I go to my bed, so this tells you how the habit shifted. As I go to my bed without my phone, um, as I'm going to sleep, I'm already thinking about my green juice the next day because I'm so used to waking up and the first thing I do is go downstairs go straight into the kitchen make up the green powder with the fizz stick thing and all the rest of it hydrate but hydrate with that and I absolutely love it and it just gives me a real boost of energy and then I I can just move straight into my day so I think anyone that's listening to this today I hope that you've understood at the core of this it's really about taking care of yourself. It's about giving yourself what you need so that your life, your experiences, your relationships and everything else will improve like the ripple effect. And before we go, there's one client case that I really want to share with the audience and you might resonate with this one as well. So feel free to, to jump in, Kat, if there's something you want to add. I work a lot with anxiety, a lot of clients with anxiety, stress, you know, that anxious feelings but what I identify a lot is that there's a lot of watching the phone before we go to bed now that's one thing but then as soon as we open our eyes a bit like what you were saying going on in the scrolling the impact of that is we're not even giving ourselves a chance to get off to a good start because the, the staying on the phone or the going on the phone during the night we're actually just triggering the cortisol, stress hormones, and we're not even giving ourselves a chance to start the day in a good way because instantly we're right off in the wrong foot because we're reading messages, we're getting annoyed at what we're reading, we're we're seeing an email, cortisol's pumping through the body, the adrenaline. We're ready for a fight and we haven't even got out of bed yet. 
So from today, I strongly, strongly recommend listening to all these tips that we've been talking about today. You start reading into a bit more information about what it's like to set a good morning routine. And Kat, I know you work mainly with corporate organisations. So for anyone that's listening in here, what would you like to share about what you do with your programmes and how can people actually get in touch with you to discuss what it is that you actually do? So I think the best way to contact me is my LinkedIn profile, or you can just go to my website, which is just catthorne.com. We we do a whole range of things. So we have a five-step program, which starts with the 90-minute high energy, which can be delivered in person. We do this internationally and in the UK, but it can also be delivered virtually. Then the 21-day challenge. Then we take people into deep dive of habits, because by that point, some employees have already tried things and have you know, come up against more obstacles. So then we go into deep dive of how the actual habit cycle works. Um, then we go into masterclasses. So we go into specific habits. As you can imagine, one of the most popular one is around positive phone habits. And then finally, we finish with recommendations. And sometimes that leads on to bespoke um, work with an organization. For example, we're doing a program where we're um, putting in well-being ambassadors um, strategy. So we're really trying to equip organizations with their own skills so they can carry on making sure that well-being and healthy habits uh, stay at the top of the agenda. We also, um, I also do a lot of speaking as well at um, events, employee well-being events, conferences. So, um, and it's always really good. And we always make things interactive because I think these days, um, the fact, you know, we're so digitally connected, aren't we? So I think it's really important that we engage and it's, it helps with the self-awareness as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, but I'm very happy to talk to anyone that wants to know more information. Well, you heard it here first, everyone. If you want to contact Kat, it's catthorn.com or you'll get her on LinkedIn. I will be putting all of her links into the information and when the podcast is launched. So you will be able to find access to everything you need there. All my links will be there as usual. And if anyone would like to speak to either one of us, then by all means, reach out. I want you to start thinking from the minute you come off this podcast, what are your phone habits and how can you make some tweaks to start improving things for you? Maybe it's not the whole way up front. Maybe you just start reducing the time frame that you use it before bed. You can pick and choose so I have thoroughly enjoyed having you on today, Kat. As I said, we are both speaking about a topic that we're both very passionate about because we know that, it, to coin one of your own phrases, it has been a real game changer in yeah. life experiences. So thank you so much for being on today. And if, um, yeah, who knows, we might be getting some further chats with you in the future. Um, and hopefully you'll be open to, to doing that. For sure. Thanks again for having me on. It was really nice to be here. You're so welcome. Thank you. And listeners, I'll be back again next week. So stay tuned. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you've taken away something valuable, even a golden nugget that will help you move forward with your life so that you can become the best version of yourself and really have that life that you love. So I will see you back here every Tuesday. A new episode will be released, same time, same place. And if you want to sign up so that you're notified when these new episodes 
are live for you to listen to, then all the details will be in the description. So thanks again, and I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.